Pitaya. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna, and this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. This week, Jenny couldn't make it, so I invited our producer Kevin Hello. to join me for this <laughs> for this conversation. Kevin, you know what's something interesting about your voice? Yeah. You're like, I feel like you could be one of the voices in those apps that help you sleep. <laughs> because you, while I'm like, I mean, I can't believe it. Oh my God. You're like, yeah, I was just uh, talking to my mom and um, turns out uh, she's not really my mom. Um, I was adopted and I guess I just found that out. So like, that's you. <laughs> so you're saying I put you to sleep. Thank you. In the best way. For someone with anxiety to say your voice could aid me in mm-hmm. falling asleep. That's a good sign. Yeah. That's a good sign that you're you're a more peaceful person that I'm mm-hmm. accustomed to. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thanks. You did a good job at walking that back. So, Kevin, I wanted to invite you uh, on the podcast this week because, well, one, uh, Jenny last minute said she could make it. And mm-hmm. two, <laughs> two <laughs> because actually you're someone that I think will appreciate this conversation. So I feel like as you get older... And here I am speaking as if I'm like 80. But as you get older, people start asking you for advice, right? Yeah. I've recently done a couple of uh, talks at universities. And, you know, it's bizarre to me to say that like university age people are a decade younger than me. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that's sort of that's sort of the truth I was confronted with. And when I'm when I'm giving these talks, like the biggest thing these people these kids, these adults uh, ask me is, you know, what should I be doing differently? What can I do? What, like all of these things that I used to ask people and I continue to ask people. Yeah. And I found myself saying things that I didn't really mean. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Were you just like regurgitating stuff that people had said to you before? Yes, and then, so there was a long, I was at Columbia University and there was like this long line of people who wanted to talk to me. I felt so famous. <laughs> Uh Um, I think there's like the fifth person and she was like, you know, what advice do you have? And I was like, you know, just follow your dreams. Oh, no. And like, don't give up. And on on the surface, I agree with that. But deep down, I don't. Because following dreams means you're following what you think your dream is now. And life gives you and throws things at you that makes your dream sort of morph and mold and change and evolve. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a more appropriate response is follow what you think you want, but sometimes what you get is almost what you want. And it's just a matter of figuring out how to get closer to what you want and not feeling like a failure if you don't get it all the way. And I wish, I think that's a better (laughs) piece of advice. And as I kept on talking to all these kids and I was getting like tired I just stopped filtering and I was becoming more honest. And I was trying to remember the advice that I received in the past and advice that I continue to receive and then advice that I give. And I've noticed that a lot of advice that is perceived as good, I think personally is terrible advice. Yeah. (laughs) It's just platitudes a lot of times. It's just what makes people feel good. It it makes the person giving the advice feel good, like it's insightful and makes the other person feel like, oh yeah. That's all it takes, you know? That's it. Jenny and I recently did a screening of some of our uh, videos at a film festival. And afterward, obviously, a bunch of people lined up to to meet Jenny. And somebody came up to me and they're like, hey, we really love your videos. And they go, how do you become a video producer? And I was like, (laughs) 
in my head immediately I was like, I actually don't know. Like, I'm like, this is a question I would ask somebody else. This is a question I would be like, go to a film producer and be like, how do I become a film or television producer? And somebody's asking me. And what I have found is I do try to kind of avoid that sort of like the the the, the cliche advice of like, like you were saying that you just default to. And I think my favorite thing to do is I immediately go and say, it's not that hard. Mm. I said to these people, I said, demystify. It's just a job. Just treat it like any other job. You're also saying it to yourself. <laughs> I'm saying it to myself too, because that's that's what I- You're I, saying I, it to yourself. You're like, it's, it's, not that, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that it's not hard. That big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> demystify it uh don't tell yourself it's like this like uh fantasy like oh it's gonna be perfect and i have to be a a, a brilliant like no it's just a job just just like apply places or like talk to people or get work and just do the work nobody knows what they're doing and i i think i've gotten to the point where i that's the advice i give people is just like it's it's not a big deal it's not a big deal mm-hmm. well i think a lot of here's my main gripe with advice and it's that people think it needs to inspire. Right. But I think sometimes the best advice is like inspiring th- people through doing what you just did. It's not like one day you will be a ravenous lion on top of <laughs> your meal after working hard, thinking that you were going to starve to death. Like, put all the fucking that shit aside. <laughs> there are two wolves inside of you. Yeah, there's like, I don't need metaphors. I don't need <laughs> similes. I don't need, you know, but. That's one type of advice, I think. One type of advice that I can't stand is the inspirational advice. Yeah. Um, like that one, which is just like follow your dreams. I love the idea of it. And I do think people should follow their dreams. But I also have a problem with the word dream. Because yeah. dream doesn't happen. Yeah. So I would say like make a list of things you want to accomplish and try to do it. And every day try to do something small to accomplish it. Doesn't matter how big it has to be. Yeah. Follow your goals. Yeah. And your goals will adapt as you try to accomplish them. That's the advice I would switch it in for. But it doesn't sound as nice. Yeah. Okay. I have another. I I don't know if this is advice, but this is like a platitude advice thing that I don't agree with. There are no stupid questions. Oh, yeah. Why would you ever say that to someone? Other than like a shy person that needs to come out of their shell. A child. Yeah. A child. Maybe you need to tell a child that. An adult can absolutely ask a stupid question and should be reprimanded as so. Yeah. I remember I was um, doing an interview for a publication and the interviewer asks me, so what's it like being a woman in comedy? <laughs> and I would personally categorize that as a stupid question. That is a stupid because question. Because I don't know what it's like to not be a woman in comedy. Yeah. That's like asking someone, what's it like to, what does, like, how do you breathe? <laughs> How does one accomplish that? It's a stupid question for the the point that you made, but it's also something that would breed a, a stupid answer. It's it's empty calories essentially. It's just it's empty calories, yeah. and it's feeding the question. Oh, is it weird to be a woman in comedy? So that's a stupid question. Right. And I think people should be responsible for the questions that they ask. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I was interviewing someone for a position, and at the end I was like, "Do do you have any questions?" They were like, "So what exactly like?" does this company like do? That's a stupid question, yeah. Literally asking me at the end of the interview, which by the way, like I was like, okay, I'm, I think this person isn't the right fit, but um, cause they're not answering correctly. Yeah. But I was like, well, at least maybe a question will be, will redeem them. And the question just sunk them deeper because there are such things as stupid questions. You shouldn't ask what the company does where you're interviewing. And you know what I also do? I also interview kids 
um, that are applying to my university. So I'm like one of those, you know, alumni interviewers. Mm -hmm. And I wish someone had told me when I was younger the importance of questions and how answering questions isn't nearly as important as asking right ones. Yeah. And how much, and this is big, how much of social intelligence and social connections is based on asking good questions about the other person. A lot of these alumni interviews, these kids are just regurgitating stuff about themselves and it's it's not a conversation. While a good interview is usually one with the person in, in inserting information in questions. Questions are a representative of yourself. Yeah. So that's the other fucking uh, advice I would say. Let's get, let's do away with it as a society. To me, that piece of advice, being on the receiving end of it, makes things worse. Like, for example, if I'm working a new job, I like to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes if it's a question of, of something that I'm like, I know they told me how to do this already and I forgot, I will preface it by saying, yeah, I know this is a dumb question, but... Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And I hate getting the return where they go, oh, no, 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 no. There's no, no such, such thing. You know what that makes me feel like when they do that? That makes me feel dumb. Yes. That makes me feel like they're talking to a kid. Just let me ask. Just let me. Preface. Yeah. Frame my question as like, listen, I know I should have remembered this, but I forgot it. So I'm going to ask it again. Don't condescend to me and be like, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Because I actually, it what a great point. I think we should, you know, bring back prefacing a question with, I'm sorry, I think this is a dumb question. Yeah. Because at least you're, if that person in that interview room had said, I'm so sorry, I, I'm sorry, I think this is a dumb question, I would have felt less like this person is an imbecile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like how questions are like a carte blanche in society now where it's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want with a question as long as it's a question. No, oh my God. a question represents you just the same, bitch. A yeah. question represents you just the same. I'd argue it represents you more. Yeah. <laughs> Questions are too important. It breeds that um, situation at film festivals or at panels where somebody gets up and just asks something totally unrelated or something oh that they've already <gasps> answered. Or this is a this is more of a comment and less of a question. That, that, that's what that there's no dumb questions breeds. It breeds people who are waste people's time by bringing up things or bringing up questions that they that they really sure enough they should feel a little bit of shame asking these things you know oh my god i was at a um i was at one of these screenings that had uh james cameron mm. was there so james cameron the director of avatar um he was giving a talk back or a q a after screening the first avatar this was a while ago and this woman raises her hand and she's like i got a question and i'm like okay <laughs> uh let's let's see what she's got to say and she was like um uh, Mr. Cameron, I am a film student and I've written many, many things and I've done this and I've done that and I really love this and I think I'm a brilliant writer. Um, my question is, can you please take my script and read it this evening? Yeah. And he was like, uh, no. And she goes, oh, come on. And she keeps on going and I'll never forget. She said something akin to what happened to the saying, there's no such thing as dumb questions? Yeah. And it's like, this is the this is the people that this breeds. This is what happens. This is the people that breeds. This, yeah. is, what, this is what happens when you tell people that there's no such thing as dumb questions. Yeah. There are such things. Can we please stop saying it? Yeah. Can we please stop saying it? Maybe there's, a, if with a preface, maybe there's no such things as dumb questions. If she had said, I'm going to ask a stupid as fuck question yeah. right now, James Cameron. One that you're probably going to say no to, but I'm going to go out on a limb. Yes. Would you read my script? Yes. Th 
that would have been more justifiable. That shows self-awareness. It's like, I know that I'm supposed to do this, but I, you yes. know, I feel like da 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 and then ask, ask that dumb question, but like preface it with, I know this is dumb and, and own it. And if people think it's dumb, if people think it's inappropriate, they're going to do it. But yeah, own it. Okay, Kevin, so let's rewrite there are no stupid questions. Yeah. I don't want to say something as like blanket statement as there are stupid questions because I don't think that's good advice. Um, maybe it's like there are no stupid questions if you preface it with self-awareness. Mm -hmm. I would say something like stupid questions mm -hmm. are okay if you're aware that it's a stupid question. Oh my God, that's it. You did it. You rewrote it. That's perfect. That's so good. Because if that woman would have prefaced her question, like, I know this is kind of a ridiculous question, but I, I want to ask it. Like, d how does it feel being a woman in comedy? And I'd be like, you know, that is kind of a dumb question because I don't know what it's like to be anything else, but I appreciate it. And I'm now I'm going to laugh about it. And let's like continue on with the conversation. Mm -hmm. That's great. You take out the weight. And you know what? As a comedian, like my whole job is to be self-aware yeah. and to self-deprecate and to make fun of myself. So when people are like, you sound weak when you when you preface questions or when you do this or when you do that. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to make me sound weak. I think that's just going to make me sound considerate. Yeah. Like you've thought about this and and it's it's not just something just off the top of your head that you're you're interjecting with, you know? Yes. This reminds me of another piece of advice that I have grown. When I was younger, I thought it was useful. And now as I get older, I grow to hate it because it only applies to certain people. Uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Oh my God. Wait, I kind of like follow that. Right. <laughs> ¿Cómo se dice? En español es mejor pedir perdón que pedir permiso. Mm -hmm. I kind of do that. I guess, you know, I'm someone that's really anxious and that I, I don't like breaking rules ever. It actually, mm -hmm. like, I can't. So that piece of advice helps me when it's like, there's a sign that says only five people out in the jacuzzi. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, we're... Oh my god, we're six. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like no one there. And then my friends are like, "Bro, just relax. It's if we're not doing. It's just it's a jacuzzi that fits more than way more than five people. Yeah. Let's just go." And I'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. The sign over there says." <laughs> yeah, that's me too. Five, and and it, and I don't want to get in trouble. And they're like, "Bro, the the worst thing that can happen is that someone comes and tells us that one of us has to leave." That's the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, and then I'm there and I'm not even have a good time in the jacuzzi, which its only purpose is to relax. Yeah. And I can't relax in the jacuzzi because I'm thinking about the rules. But then I'll like placate it by saying like, mejor, mejor, pedir, pe, perdón que pedir permiso, mejor pedir perdón que pedir permiso. <laughs> yeah. So that advice like works for someone like me. The thing is, is it's not bad advice in some cases. I just think that it's kind of like a dumb question thing. I think a lot of people just use it for everything. There are some cases where it is easier to just ask for permission instead of creating a scenario where people are going to have to come to you later and be like, what the hell are you doing here? We would have let you do this. You're right. Or we would have allowed this if you had asked us, but you created a scenario where now we have to like chastise you. And I think the reason too that, and I'm going to bring in the, the hyphenatedness of the podcast, the reason this kind of bugs me is because most of the people who say this as a, as like a philosophy that they live by are are white men. Oh, really? And when I'm planning an event or we're trying to do some film production or something, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go over there and just make sure it's okay that we shoot near that house. I don't want them to freak out. They're like, let's just do it. And if we get in trouble, I was like, you don't understand that other people... <laughs> we don't get to ask for forgiveness sometimes we just get right. in trouble like right, we just get in right. trouble if we don't do all the stuff that we're supposed to be doing 
And and I think that I the first time I ever heard that was years ago at an event that I was helping plan. And it was just like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna show up and do the thing. And if whatever, if we get in trouble, we get in trouble. I'm like, yeah, that's a it's cool, that's a cool philosophy. And I think at some <laughs> level it is like on a personal level, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna try this. If it's not a big deal, like somebody might be like, Hey, what are you doing here? Or whatever. But in general, it shouldn't be a thing that we encourage too much because no, as the person also on the receiving end of people who have done things and then apologize instead of asking permission of me at events that I've run at at businesses that I've been in charge of. And you have somebody just doing something. And then later they're like, Oh man, what's a a big deal. We just thought that we could just do this thing. And it's like, you understand you just like made my job so much harder. (laughs) Like that's true. This is so unfair. You know, I see it a lot in Latin culture, this whole thing of like the rules are meant to be bent. Yeah. And the rules don't need to be followed. Yeah. That's why when you go to an airport in Latin America, the line is this like amorphous blob. Yeah. And then you go to like Germany or Switzerland yeah. where like people just know that they have to follow the rules. Not only because they they're, it's inculcated into them, but because they know the system functions that if they stand in line, they won't get fucked over. Yeah. So mejor pedir perdón que pedir permiso is like, uh, I think a blanket term to justify a lot of actions that are rule breaking but culturally you know sometimes i understand it and sometimes i don't <laughs> i think both of these pieces of advice the the dumb questions and the 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 asking for forgiveness uh, rather than permission work on like on a very specific level mm-hmm. essentially it's like the people that there's no such thing as a dumb question the re- people that that should work for are people like you're saying people who are anxious and are like i think this is a good question like they they put a lot of thought into the thing like this is going to be a dumb question and they're like yes and then they they ask it and it's like a good question what happens is that 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 advice becomes a blanket statement for everybody and people who legitimately have like people who are asking dumb questions just they're, they're not self-aware enough to like even think about that yeah how dare there how dare there be a piece of advice that is so well known that it's become an idiom yeah and and have people have everyone in the world think it's a good idea yeah like an anxious child in sixth grade trying to learn algebra and being scared to raise their hand is one thing yeah and another thing is like oh you know that also applies to tucker carlson when he is interviewing people and clearly using questions (laughs) to just like make the person feel like shit like that's not there are such things as stupid questions. Mm-hmm. And to say there's no such thing as stupid questions is 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 just, it irritates me. It like actually makes me, I, every time I hear it, it makes me angry. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, with the asking for permission, asking for forgiveness. I think it works for some people, like you're saying, people like you and like me, like I get anxious about things and I go, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. And if I get in trouble, I'll just, whatever. It's not gonna be a big deal. But it's a lot of the people who I think misuse that advice are the people who are like, they could very easily ask for permission and get permission. They just kind of like the thrill of going against the grain and being like, whatever, I'm a rebel. I'll do whatever I want. And if I get in trouble, then it's like, oh, it's just a prank, bro. It's just, I'm just joking. Or we were just having fun, you know? And I think that's the issue with a lot of these pieces of advice is that they take responsibility away from the person yes like there's no stupid questions so like the person's like i don't have to worry about it like no i think you should worry about it a little bit like oh don't ask permission ask for forgiveness i think you should worry a little bit about what this might do to the person that you're or the people or the organization that you're doing this to yeah yeah you're so right i think that we have to inject responsibility into all of these a little bit you know all of these are to placate yourself like Mm -hmm. i just did something bad oopsies and then it's like don't worry 
there's no such thing as that, that being bad. Yeah. And it's like, wait, hold up. What? Yeah. All this advice is like, don't worry about this. Don't mm -hmm. care about that. Like, don't apologize. All of these people that wrote this advice never went to therapy. So how do we remix that? I guess it's like, if it's not going to hurt anyone, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Asking for forgiveness is not so bad if you're not able to get permission. <laughs> That's so much nicer. That's so much nicer. That is so much more Midwestern. Um, <laughs> like, asking for forgiveness isn't that bad if you... If you, you know, can't ask for permission. If you can't ask you know? for permission, asking for forgiveness isn't that bad. That's it. That's so much better. If you can't. Because that's giving you, that's giving you the responsibility of maybe you, sh maybe if you can, maybe go ask for permission. Yeah. That's good. That's a good rewrite. Okay. <laughs> I have another piece of advice yes. that I've gotten a lot and that I myself have said that I absolutely do not agree with. And I am angry at myself for having said it. Don't pay attention to what people think of you. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? That's what Kanye's doing. Yeah. Look how it's working out for Kanye. Yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? Don't pay attention to what people think of you. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. If you don't give a shit about what people think about you, you won't have a career, bitch. Do you think your boss or your coworkers or whatever are going to want to work with you? Do you think you want your husband or your wife or want, will want to stay married to you if you don't care what they think? Do you think your friends are going to still want to be your friends if you don't care what they think? That's psychotic. Yeah. That's that is saying, you know what? Why don't why aren't you a psychopath in society? That's asking for <laughs> psychopaths to peruse and experience society and 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 use this piece of advice to like justify their actions. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna murder four people because I don't care what people think. What the fuck? Sorry, can you tell this piece of advice <laughs> pisses me off? Here's the thing I don't like about this advice though. All these advices are like, um, oh God, let's make this efficient. Let's make life efficient and let's make one little sentence and then you live by it. Mm -hmm. Don't pay attention to what people think of you is the most broad ranging thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it should be, don't pay attention to what people that don't do anything for you and make you feel yes. bad about yourself. Yeah. Don't care about what those those people think about you. But that's too long, I guess, for our society. So it's like, it's no, no, no. We need to like we need to we need to simplify it even more. But nuance is what you need when you give advice and when you receive advice. Yeah. Because life is nuanced. There, there's an offshoot of this version is that there is this idea that like nobody's paying attention to you. Like I've heard that a lot recently where like, and it's true. Like some people are just worried too much. Like they got to leave the house and have to be look, looking this way or wearing this or be like perfect. And it's like out in public, nobody's thinking about you. They're all thinking about themselves. They're all self-consciously mm -hmm. thinking about themselves. And that's kind of good advice. But at the same time, there's time, like there was this thing recently on Twitter where somebody posted a picture of a woman at Whole Foods and it was, and she was just buying one banana and that was it. That was the picture, like this candid picture of this lady buying one ban like one banana. And then people are like, this lady was buying one banana. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, people are paying attention to every little thing you do, <laughs> especially nowadays. Like, I can't really guarantee you. I can try to tell people like, oh, don't worry so much. Like nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody cares what your hair looks like or what, or, you know, oh, you said a weird thing at the Starbucks uh, cash register. Nobody remembers that. They're worrying about their own thing. But you know what? Sometimes people do. Sometimes people do notice your thing and they, and they, it's hard to give that advice that nobody cares because sometimes they do care, you know? Oh my God. I, 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 you don't know how many times I've been to the pharmacy or doing Reed, CVS, whatever. And I'm like, I look at what's in my hands and I I'm know. like, I truly hope <laughs> no one cares yeah. uh, about what I'm holding. I'm holding a pregnancy test, ice cream, <laughs> a chaser for my alcohol. Uh, like, 
like these people are going to think this poor woman is like on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Like the people are noticing this lady buying one banana. Like what are they thinking about me? You know what I mean? Right. Here's the difference though. I don't care if they think what I'm doing is weird or not, but I do care if they think I'm like a good person and treating yeah. them with respect yeah. and, and that I make them feel good and that, you know, I, I, and so I understand where it's coming from. I just find it too blanket statement-y for it to, you know, truly be good advice. Because yeah. I'd argue that what people think about you is probably the people you care, by the way, about. Like, what my mom thinks about me um, as her daughter, I think, like, affects me. Like, I want her to think I'm a good daughter. Sometimes I let her down and sometimes I can't let that, you know, get in the way of, of me feeling good about myself. But like, I try to act in a way that I I feel like the other person feels that they can count on me and that I'm good at being either a friend or a coworker or a this. I clearly don't give a shit about what most people think about my decisions yeah. and how I dress and what I do and how I talk. But I do care if they think I'm a decent person. Mm -hmm. I do. I do care. I I do. And I used to feel so bad because I remember I would get this advice all the time. And then after a show that I would like be shitty at, like there was hardly any laughter. I like crash and burn on stage. And then I get off and people are like, you can't care what other people think about you. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my job. Yeah. My job is to perform. Do you yeah. think performers grow up there and they're like, the best performers don't care what people think. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Maybe they don't care about the people that are never going to like him no matter what. Right. Yeah. But the people that they want to entertain, of course, that's the whole point. What do you think fucking... Do you think if, if we didn't give a shit, there'd be a, a such thing as applause? Yeah. Applause is reaffirming that you think that I just did a good job. We would just... After a performance, we would just all go home. There's this advice for digital content creators where it's like, oh, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. And I honestly like would not want to do what we do as much as I do if it wasn't for the comments. Right. Because people leave such good comments. And like sometimes when the videos kind of like blow up and, and exit the sphere of like the people who usually watch our videos, you know, you get people go, oh, this is cringe or like, what is this? This is so stupid, whatever. I just like, I don't really care like no. what those people think. I like the people who are like, this reminds me of my grandmother. This made me feel so good. And it's like, if we didn't care what these people thought, what the audience thought, if we were just like, oh, whatever, we released a video, we got this many views, that's all we care about. Like, it would be such a hollow experience. And it's again, like as a comedian, if you're performing, you want to hear the laughter. You can't like perform and not hear laughter and then be like, it's okay. I don't care what anybody thinks. Do you know how many terrible, bro? Yeah. You know how many terrible comedians, men, women of all types, like all types of comedians, I've seen that get on stage and they, their whole, I can tell their shtick is, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Mm -hmm. And they fail. Yeah. Because they make the other people feel like shit. Yeah. If I think you don't care what I think of you, that means you don't respect me. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I've learned through time. I'm someone that values people more than anything. I love people. I love connecting with people every day. I love it. And people that don't value even the smallest interactions with people and are like, I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. That's my pet peeve. So don't pay attention to what people think about you. Let's edit this. Yeah. So I think it should be care about the sort of people that think of you. What? No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like take into consideration the type of people. So for example... Yes, your employer or uh, your mom or like a, a significant other or like a colleague, like 
worry a little. You have to. But the person taking a picture of you buying a banana at Whole Foods, I don't care what that person thinks. The people laughing no. about that on Twitter, I don't care I what don't those care. people think. That's I think that's the lesson is is give weight to the the people that the people matter. That matter. And then yeah. give less weight because I think we worry more about the people on Twitter look see, watching us buy a banana versus, you know, the people in our life that like actually matter to us. And it's interesting because the don't I don't care what people think about you. As you said before, like I've gotten some horrible, horrible comments. I've been like horrifically bullied online. I've ha I've gotten stuff that like has truly made me question my will to live. Yeah. OK, maybe not that harsh but it's it, it you know there's been times where i've like cried myself to sleep because of what someone sent to me it doesn't really happen as often anymore because i just don't just don't care about that um and it's like well those people are acting like they don't care about what i think about them mm -hmm. the people that that say those horrible things that write those horrible things yeah i think poorly of them yeah because they don't care about you so here it is don't care what people think when those people don't care what you think yes Damn, oh my there God, I'm twerking. I'm gonna twerk it. Oh, mm -hmm. Okay. I think we did this it. This is uh I think we did it. That's a first. Me, me, me. I, I me, like me, that me. you gotta twerk into this the podcast before the hundredth episode. <laughs> I have one that's a little bit off game and that like no none of these kids asked me advice even correlated to the, the advice I'm gonna read. But this is probably the worst advice I've ever received in my life. Okay. I think it's like top one. Never go to bed angry. Oh. That is the fucking dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Sometimes exactly what you need is to go to sleep and consider your actions before you keep fighting or you keep negotiating or you keep... So, tú estás loco. So, are, like psychotic things happen after a really long trip and you're home and all you want to do is like relax and then you fight over something really stupid that doesn't even matter and then after you sleep and you wake up in the morning you're like oh my god that was so dumb why was i mad yeah what idiot was the first person that said this i can't imagine someone that had a successful marriage what you're saying is like if you're fighting you should be able to be like okay i'm gonna go to sleep i'm gonna take a break yeah i think what the people who gave that advice initially thought was oh uh if you're mad just just resolve it just be like you know what honey it's okay or you know what it's 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 fine like i think that the advice is still bad advice but i think it's rooted in the idea of like just wish it away like you're mad at somebody but like okay it's bedtime and we can't go to sleep mad so well, i'm just gonna say everything's fine and I, that's I, I probably pretend. like in the 1950s yeah. in the 1950s when women all were just housewives and it was like never go to sleep angry as in he comes home smelling like women's perfume and liquor <laughs> i just don't go don't be angry just honey just go to bed yeah. he'll get you a vacuum cleaner in the morning yeah like there you know sometimes you need and i do this a lot when i get angry mm -hmm. um or i'm frustrated at someone i tend to need time to myself to like make sure my feelings are rooted in what I think it is. And I, I, and it's, if it's during the daytime, I tend to like go for a walk. Um, and at night I just, I think I'm like, I need to sleep and like wake up and think about this. And most times if, when I take the time and I sleep on it and I wake up the next day, I'm like, I know why I was angry. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because you didn't wash the dishes. It's because Six hours earlier, this had happened to me and this had happened and this started piling on and this sort of became the, it wasn't really your fault. It was sort of like this and this and this. And then it's like, oh, we resolved it because there was some perspective in this. Yeah. I go to sleep angry 
and when I do, I'm like, oh, thank God I'm going to bed on this. I, I'm, I'm so happy we haven't resolved this because I, <laughs> I'm excited to wake up with like a new brain tomorrow and figure this out. You're going to let a dream Joanna take a whack at it. And dream Joanna, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. She surfs. She evades death every night. She talks to dead people. I mean, dream Joanna, kind of a badass. Um, <laughs> let, her, so let her figure it out. Let her figure it out. And I, I think um, the bigger advice I would give with this is like, I think the best things for conflict resolution is like deep consideration and thinking and space. And if you're like, if you're like, I need to go bed, so I can't be angry. That's the worst thing you can do. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dying. Me estoy muriendo el sueño, but I can't go to sleep angry. So mm -hmm. let's keep talking in circles until I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the advice assumes that you are just going to resolve it to resolve it. And most people are not. They're just going to keep fighting. So it's it's faulty advice. You're right. I think this advice was created when like men and women were were married and in like a highly like constrictive environment when women like still didn't have full rights yeah. and like two people didn't have the same amount of say in a relationship. Yeah. This was definitely made for just so women would just say like, it's fine, honey, and go to sleep. Uh, so how would you re rewrite this? If you can't figure out how to make yourself less angry, go to sleep. Yeah. Like actually go to bed. Go to bed. You're going to feel so much better in the morning. Don't stay up angry. Don't stay. Bro, that's so much better. Don't stay up angry. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Some of like the worst fights I've had in my life, I immediately, it's so crazy. I just, I literally just immediately start crying. And then I, I'm like, I don't think I can handle this. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I can try to express myself the best way I can. And if I can't, I just like, I go away. Mm -hmm. I go away and I like try to come down and I sulk. And then when I'm like, I feel smart again, I come out and I'm like, all right, this is what frustrated me and this is what my feelings are about it. And this is why mm -hmm. I, I, I felt this way and this is why I reacted this way. But when I'm in the cusp of like, when I'm like right at the peak of emotion, I can't express myself well. Yeah. And, it, and that frustrates me. I can't, and it makes I can't things fight worse. if I can't, yes. Yeah. I think it's also like, I saw a lot of fights like growing up you know, in a yeah. Latino space and like, you know, between many, many family members and many, many friends. And it, it would scare me as a kid. And I think it still scares me today because my brain goes to kid mode. I grew up in a household with at least one parent who, who would get angry and would fight. And, and I have tendencies of having anger issues if I let them happen, which I don't. I've learned you? how to- Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, the guy that talks like this and is like, I'm pretty angry right now. And <laughs> well, that's um, what I'm I saying. think I need you to calm down. And um, everybody calm that's down. fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, because that's a learned, uh, that's learned. I learned yeah. not to be that way. And I can sometimes feel it with people. I get frustrated and I just want to tell them off. And, and, and people are surprised when I tell them that. But yeah, I am actually naturally because of growing up that way. I naturally like, I want to bite and I want to yell and I want to whatever. And and I learned not to be that way. And what I do now is I almost like try to keep the situation in control. I try to be the person mm -hmm. who's like, okay, well, this is a, like, if it's somebody I care about, if it's like somebody I'm dating or a friend or somebody I work with, and it's like, I don't want to ruin this relationship. I'm like, okay, we're mad at each other, but like, that's not going to fix it. That's not going to do anything. And I've learned to just kind of be like, all right, well, I'm hearing you out. 
this is my opinion, but like, we don't have to resolve this right now. And literally like, okay, well, I'm, um, I'm going to go. And then later we talk about it on the phone and we're like, okay. That was dumb. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, <laughs> I was feeling this way. And it's like, I, sometimes you just have to kind of like not react to the person yeah. who's, you know, who's, who's getting big and frustrated because like, I guess I've learned how to like control that. I guess that that's kind of like the argument of like, don't go to sleep angry, but like, Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you, you can't resolve everything at the moment. If I try to resolve in the moment, I know that I'm going to get heated. I know I'm going to get upset. And I know I'm going to be like, I'm going to say all the things that I want to say in my brain uh, to the person. Well, you know what? I, this sort of leads into another piece of advice that I think with minor editing is good advice, mm -hmm. which is you're in control of your emotions, which I think in the most part, in the moment, you're not. There's a reason why there's murder in, in the second degree because it's like, oh, passion. Like, yeah. if you're gonna tell me you're in control of your emotions and we also have a specific type of murder charge for people <laughs> that aren't in control of their emotions, yeah. it's just emotions, I don't think that's right. But I think future you with time and thinking is in control of your emotions. Yeah. You can look back at something and be like, oh, I think I know why I acted that way or I think I know why that I was feeling so bad. Yeah. So if future you is in control, yeah. more in control of your emotions, then sleep on it. Yeah. You gotta trust future you. Yeah, trust just, future you. They're they're wiser. Yeah. I wish future me was in control of me right now. <laughs> so, Kevin, yeah. we've been kind of negative, and I, I don't like ending on a negative note because yeah. I think I'm a relatively positive person, even though I'm a neurotic who always thinks bad things are gonna happen. Yeah. So I wanna end this with some of the best advice we've received. Okay. Okay, this is Steve Jobs. He said, I know that Steve Jobs wasn't the best person in the world and maybe should have taken some advice from other mm -hmm. people, but um, he did pretty good uh, in his career. And he had this advice that always stuck with me. And it's, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. Yeah. And I love that because we're constantly worried about the future and thinking of what we're doing now is making sense. And, if, and it goes back to our goal quote mm -hmm. and it's like oh my god am i reaching my goals am i reaching my goals and it's like when someone asks us how did you get to where you are it's hard for me to answer yeah because i have to look back and i'm like oh my god that time that i did that video at flama that i thought was bad i met this person who then connected me with this person who connected me with dan and now dan's my boss and yeah. like there's so much about life that is unpredictable and those dots connect it's a series of events it's a series of events and i really love that and i just also imagine like the dots being a paint by numbers. And then, you know, when you look and take a step back and like, you know, color in and and consider the dots, then you are able to see the whole picture. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really good advice that I like. I guess some advice that I that I've always taken to heart that I think kind of fits into that same genre of that advice. It's mm -hmm. this is advice that's more specific to like directing, but it actually works out in life in general. And it's it's, it's something I read, I think, in a David Mamet book about directing where it essentially goes, you just have to make a decision. <gasps> yes. And if somebody comes to you and says, oh, you, do you want this red chair or this, or this green chair in the background? And you don't really care. The answer isn't, oh, I don't know. Or I don't care. The answer is just say red or green. They need to know that you're making a decision. And I think it works in real life. You know, there's people in my life who are, are like that. They don't know what the best choice is. And a lot of times you have to realize that either choice is a good choice. You just have to make that choice. And you know, it's that's so much about life is just making choices. Mm -hmm. And 
as a I talked to a casting director, and I think I talked about this in the last episode, which was like, I was like, how do I be a better actor? And she was like, just make decisions. Mm-hmm. Making decisions makes everything you do your work. Yeah. Now, I don't know if anyone is going to listen to our bad advice and the reason why it's bad advice and then our little pieces of good advice. But one thing I would advise people is to continue listening to Hyphenated. (laughs) That's a plug for people that are already clearly wonderful fans that like listening to our stuff, that they even listen to the end of a podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We've also been seeing a lot of you post on Instagram and on Twitter, your Spotify wrapped and seeing that so many of you listen to us and feel, you know, seen by our, our podcast really made us smile and made us really happy. Yeah. And we loved it. And and Jenny even texted me and was like, oh my God, guys, I can't believe all these people listen to the podcast. I'm so happy. So <laughs> we, we like you. Yes. We like you and we care about what you think about us. And if you, uh, you know, like the saying says, there's no stupid questions. So our email is open. Oh, We're yeah. going to be doing an episode where we answer your questions. So in this case, we specifically, like we're encouraging stupid questions. Like, please. The dumber, the better. Yes. Take our advice and preface it and send us the dumbest thing you've ever wondered at hyphenatedapitalla.fm. Okay. Well, thank you, Joanna. I don't know how to end this. I'm really bad at it. No, yeah. You don't know how even how to end phone conversations, I've noticed. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, Kevin. And you're like, yep. Yeah, well, um, so mm. I guess we, yeah, we'll just do that. I always want to like, say cool, something cool, cool. else. I always so, think that there should be something yeah, else. Yeah. But I, <laughs> That's good advice. Know when to hang up a phone call. Yes. <laughs>